Hey, Josh here. It's sad and quiet. It is kind of sad. And nobody talked through the intro. Uh, yeah, and didn't try to make up their own <laughs> tune that didn't match at all to the rest of it. Uh, he's uh, he's actually stuck at work tonight. Um, but, Poor uh, guy. Uh, he, to go to th- he probably needs to work for a change. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll soldier on anyway. Uh, this is our last chance prior to the election to talk to Misty K. Snow, the Democratic nominee for Senate in the state of Utah. Uh, so welcome, Misty. Thanks for having me. And uh, with us, uh, as always, of course, is is Jess. Hello. Jeremy. Hello. Uh, and standing in for Josh, we actually have Jeremy's sister, Holly. Hi, everyone. Uh, and of course, I'm your host, Chris. Uh, we are the New Utah Podcast, but uh, every week, uh, or at least we try every week to talk to Misty K. Snow about something going on in uh, her campaign or the election or what her platform is. We've heard a lot of good stuff. Um and uh, now it's time to uh, pound the pavement, right? Put your uh, vote where your mouth is, I guess, is the best way to put it. We're coming down to the wire, that is for sure. Uh, I've already voted. Uh, I know Jeremy has. Yep, I voted. Jess walked to a sticker. poll. She got a sticker because she lives in stupid Utah County that doesn't have uh, <laughs> mail-in ballots. Not on the list. I did the mail-in, but I wrote on my hand with a marker. I voted. Yeah. So actually, my wife, so she <laughs> mailed her ballot in. Uh, and Steve, a guy that she works with who is actually a, a vote counter um, for, for Salt Lake, um, he made her an I voted sticker. I gave it to <laughs> it her, awesome. like a whole sheet of them. Uh, did you vote, Holly? No, my husband and I have decided we're going to go on on election day, to on the old fashioned way, mm-hmm. make the experience, and go with, go with the old people. And I was going to say those those seventy year old poll workers, they're going to be happy to see you. Yeah. Oh. So I voted. I voted by mail. Um, so in Salt Lake County, there's only thirty seven polling places on election day. So they're going to be busy. And they're yes, because there's fewer. They're hope because of bell in balloting. It's they're they're afraid that you know if there's not enough people mailing in, they might be really busy on election day. So well, and it is good. There is a thing about going like traditional, but you know, just know that there will be less polling places, and the lines can be. It might be long. Well, and from what I've read, even the early voting poll places that are open for early voting have been extremely busy, a lot busier than what they're uh, what they're used to. So uh, that that should say a lot. Utah's got quite the turnout. I was just reading uh, some numbers on CNN earlier today. Um, so in 2012, by this time in the election season. Um, the GOP had about 30,000 more votes here in the state of Utah. Registered Republicans had about 30,000 more submitted ballots. Um, they only have about 15,000 more than Democrats. So that's good news, I think. Uh, I think it means more Democrats are, are getting voting. Yeah, so I think the numbers from uh, the 28th, uh, 15% of registered Republicans in the state of Utah have already voted, whereas 23% of registered Democrats have already voted. So there's a lot more excitement among registered democrats this election than among registered republicans and uh i think a lot of that is this has to do with what they call the trump effect a lot of republicans are not uh too enthused about their candidate uh democrats <laughs> there's more reason for them to uh be excited about the candidates on their uh, ballot so yeah. misty i've got a quick question for you so before you got here we were talking about your texting campaign can you tell us just a little bit about that where'd you come up with the idea and and has been successful. What do you think? Yeah, so text banking is a thing like, you know, that we, a lot, a lot of campaigns uh, do, uh, especially to reach out to younger voters. And just adjusting. I'm so it's, uh, you know, we were targeting, yeah, we're better. generating lists specifically of 18 to 25 year olds, which are, so that's, so that's the youngest uh, demographic for 
a lot of these people, these will be their first uh, presidential election. Uh, I even like, even if they were able to vote in 2012, a lot of them, because it wasn't like new candidates is like an incumbents up for reelection. Those ones right. tend to be less exciting. I, and so this, for a lot of these people, this will be their first uh, presidential year. This will be a lot of them are, you know, the 1825. They're really hard to call. Like, if you call them, they don't usually <laughs> they answer, don't answer their phones. And canvassing <laughs> uh, people that age group is really hard. They're, because they work different hours. They have universities students. And so texting them, though, that's the best way because they'll read those texts. Right. So we text them. Because you only get 160 characters. We have this really short message like, Misty K. Snow is running to be the first millennial U.S. Uh, Senate. Should be a voice for your generation. Learn more at mistykaysnow.com. It's very simple, uh, you know, to the point. It's like, you know, vote for Misty K. Snow. And, you know, it's just, we've been uh, doing that. We've been trying to get it to as many uh, people in that age group as possible uh, just by texting them. And we've got a few uh, response back. Most positive. Most people don't respond, but it's just, we don't necessarily want to them to get that message. Right. And just so when they get that name, like when they think like, I got a text from Misty K. Snow, or maybe they go to the website, and yeah. a lot of uh, people that age group, like even if they're registered Republican, doesn't necessarily mean they're <coughs> Republican. Right. Because a lot of people, like when they're first registered to vote, they a lot of times their like parents, their parents help parents them to do, register, yeah. and if their parents have to be Republican, they get uh, their parents help, you know, put fill, help fill up the thing, they register them as Republicans. Right. But uh, there's a lot of them are still trying to figure out uh, where they are. They're the ones most likely to be undecided at well, this point because they don't. I know what they want. Hopefully, uh, they're going to go wise. person by person, and they're going to yeah. they're going to take a look at each individual Instead of doing candidate. A party ballot, yeah, yeah, and it's so if I can get my name there, they get realize they can realize like I'm a millennial. Like, hey, that's cool. And when we talk to universities, it's just like saying I'll be the first millennial. That really appeals to a lot of younger people. Just well, yeah. If they well, when you think of when you think of Congress, you think of it's a bunch of old people. Right, yeah. it's about, and we always old, talk not about just old people tend to be old, old white men. Yeah, it's it, not, it, not a lot of women, not a lot when of when you're eighteen, young people, old. not a lot of people of color. Well, but one of the things that you always hear talked about is, well, this next generation that's getting into politics, this next generation. I've heard that for you know almost twenty years now. When the next generation gets into politics, I haven't seen that next generation. I haven't seen people your age, my age, Misty getting into politics, getting into, you know, federal office. So it's, it's really, really impressive to see you running, uh, and to be on that ballot for, for national office. And, uh, I think that, uh, Democrats will get out to vote this year. Uh, I think, you know, unfortunately Hillary's numbers, um, have been pretty stagnant, but I think the idea that Utah could be a battleground state and that, that we could actually have a Democratic nominee come out of, of the state of Utah is going to get more Democrats to the poll. Yeah, well, there's that, but it's like, you know, the, you know, the poll, all the polls have been really close to March of Error. They were like, oh, yeah. I think the most recent Ross Moosen poll uh, was 32 for Trump, uh, 29 for McMullen, and 28 for Clinton, I believe, which... You know, the March of Error in that poll is four points, and that yeah. means all three They're of them are the March of Error. So it's, that's just what you call a statistical tie. Yeah. And right. with the Democratic turnout actually exceeding with 23% of registered Democrats uh, already voted, whereas only 15% of registered Republicans, means there's a lot more excitement among Democrats. And I think that could make the very well make the difference uh, for Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton has spent more money in uh, Utah than either Trump or McMullen. I mean, McMullen doesn't really have resources because he's not affiliated with any national party. He's yeah, he's, he's his whole campaign budget like totals. Been he's part of the same party that's put Del Shanzi up for governor. <laughs> Probably <laughs> just he's, throwing that out there. Yeah, that's the same party. Mullen's kind of a bad guy, so <laughs> yeah, he's against same sex marriage, but his mother's married to another woman, which is like yeah. 
That's that's like unconscionable. That's some, to me. That's some like, crazy wow. stuff. That is both an ox and a boy. You know, one thing that I, I I'll point out too. You know, a lot of the, the turnout for the caucuses was unreal. I, I think it was well beyond what anyone imagined would happen, and, and the amount of support that this state had for Bernie Sanders in particular in the Democratic caucus uh, was insane. And what I would say to anyone that supported Bernie Sanders is you should be supporting Misty K. Snow. Bernie Sanders himself has, has backed Misty K. Snow. Um, so, you know, even if you're not a fan of Hillary and you want to vote for, you know, orange-headed crazy number one or gay bashing <laughs> hater number two, um, that's fine. But if you supported Bernie, uh, support Misty K. Snow. Um, go out and vote for Misty K. Snow because if you live in the state of Utah, you have that capability. Uh, and she's going to be that kind of voice. And she's going to be that kind of voice in a legislative body, not in the executive office that really, you know, they work with the legislature. They, they can try to get stuff passed. But at the end of the day, they have to have a senator or uh, a representative in the House actually write and sponsor that legislation for them. They can't do it on their own. So Misty's going to be that kind of person. Yeah, and I was like, you. A lot of people say Bernie Sanders so great, but you know he's only one voice in the Senate. But what if you had twenty Bernie Sanders in the Senate? What if you had fifty Bernie Sanders in the Senate? You know, what if the whole Senate was like Bernie Sanders type Democrats or well, and eventually, and you, you know, and then you can actually enact all these policies. Talk about because you could do it through legislative process. If you have fifty-one Bernie Sanders in the Senate, you can get your single payer health care. You can get. Uh, living wage. Yeah, regardless of if the pumpkin-headed butthead's up in the uh, <laughs> yeah. up in the Oval Office, he can veto stuff the first time. But if you've got enough of those Congress people uh, in office that are like Bernie Sanders, that are like Misty K. Snow, they can surpass that. They can re-vote on legislation and get it passed without the president's approval. Uh, and that's a huge thing. And that doesn't happen by electing people that either vote no on everything, like Mike Lee, or abstain from voting on things uh, like Orrin Hatch half the time. Yeah. That's another one I was waiting for the next generation. Orrin Hatch has been in forever. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like I said previously, who knows if he's going to run. I don't know if he'll even be able to sit up been by the time back, he's... He, he's been backtracking like all year. He's been favoring all the signs that he's running for yeah. yet another term. I know. An he's, eighth term. He's going to do Strom like Thurmond. Be, he's going to die in office. That's what, that's what they say. They call him senator for life. He first got elected in 1976. He's literally been in office a, longer than most Utahns have been alive. On a platform. <laughs> on a platform of, I want to change Washington. I don't want to be a lifelong politician. And that's what he's done. Well, he hasn't yeah, done it. It's funny. So, so, <laughs> a lot of people. It's funny the thing about it. So that was the first time he ever ran for any political office was in 1976, and so he never held any political office nope. before. He's like, "Yep." So he's like, and then Mike Lee. It's like again, you know, 2010. Um, you now he's also somebody who never ran for any political office before running for U.S. And me, right first, people are like, well, she never held political office before. She's qualified. Well, look at our other yeah. senators. Neither of them. Well, before they ran for Senate, they didn't hold any well, political office. Well, and Mike Lee even argued in, in the debate. He said, I want fresh blood in the Senate. Well, Mike, take a step back. <laughs> you know, you're not <laughs> fresh blood anymore. You've been there for six years. Uh, you're a Washington insider. You, you, you have that same sort of mentality. Um, but I got to tell you, Misty, I think Mike Lee uh, got really scared after that debate. Yes, he's actually been campaigning. Yeah, he's been, I've uh, been burning seeing, ads. It's like I've been seeing a lot of TV ads from Mike Lee this last week and, and week and a half. I so know. he's like, wow! All of a sudden, started taking me seriously. It was like, wow, okay. But I think I that's, guess that's good, though. I mean, it means I mean I could tell because there was after you had the debate, but after the debate, there was a student panel was off the record, and yeah, it was like forty five minutes to answer questions about the Constitution and stuff like. I could tell by shaking his hand, like he was impressed by me. He's realized. Yeah, I'm I don't a think lot he realized. Than, 
how smart uh, you were. Like, you just like, oh, she's a grocery clerk. What does she know? But then I, she, <laughs> yo, and people, I actually haven't even watched Go Mad Through the Tape and rewatched my debate because I just haven't had time. But people like, you could see it in his eyes. Like when you start talking about the Trans-Pacific oh, yeah. Partnership, he was surprised that you knew that he, much. He was it. flabbergasted by it. I mean, it was, it was clear like after you were done and it was time for him to speak, he was at a loss for words for a few seconds. I mean, he really did not think that you would even be able to understand what that was. So, uh, I, he's definitely scared. He's definitely running ads. And I, I think that was something that you thought would happen. I mean, you, you said, I like the debate when it is because the ballots are going to go out. Uh, people will have voted by the time he's able to actually react. And I think that's what we're seeing. Is yeah, and that's what was, uh, I've been saying this whole process. I've been, uh, people have underestimated me every step of the way. Absolutely. Every step of the way. Nobody thought I'd get out of convention. I did. I forced the guy to primary, despite him having six month head start, despite him having spent over $20,000, despite him having a bunch of volunteers and staffers and all these people in t shirts. I mean, I had nothing. I had one volunteer and, uh, almost nothing, almost no money, no connections, no anything. And, you know, we were able to force him into a primary. And then, like, and nobody's like, oh, she can't win the primary. He's going to win. He's going to be easy. You know, and like, he didn't, again, he didn't do a lot of really serious campaigning. Or he thought he thought he had it in the bag, didn't have to work for it. And I crushed him. I beat him with 59.4% of the vote. Uh, Which is huge margin. Amazing. And, yeah, that's huge. you know, and it became a national news story. And then, but a lot of people, like, you know, are crazy. But even like, oh. with the national news story. So that ran for about two weeks, and then everyone stopped talking about it, and even the Democratic Party has kind of said, yeah, we don't really have a chance. Yeah. Uh, which, I'm sorry, I think you do. I think you've got a huge chance. I, yeah, it's just been generating a lot of excitement. A lot of people vote for me. There's a lot of people tell me I'm the one candidate they're actually excited to vote for. So if nothing else, I'm the people are voting for me, they're actually excited to vote for me. I think that matters because it helps. It helps some of the down ballot Democrats whether or not I get elected, and that those down ballot races matter. It's uh, we in the state legislature. We in 2014 uh, turnout in the state was 28.8 percent. Uh, we lost a seat by 47 votes. We lost another seat by 53 votes. We lost a seat by 195 votes. So, a few more Democrats coming out and voting for for to change the balance of power, like in legislature, you have a few more Democratic votes that changes a lot. For those of you listening, Misty doesn't have a phone in front of her or a, a paper with all those numbers she's just pulling that crap straight out of her brain um, <laughs> she, this is this is why i have all the faith in the world in misty as a u.s senator uh, she's very well educated um if she doesn't know something she's not afraid to say she doesn't and go after it and figure it out and know it very shortly afterwards and she retains everything she reads it's really creepy <laughs> 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 I don't know. That's, that's, uh, that's not usually the adjective people do with that. Use that for that. Uh, but uh, thanks, I think. <laughs> well, I, I think it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, uh, we want people to get out to vote. Um, you know, other than the, the text campaign, are you doing anything else on the ground this week? I mean, this is this is crunch time, right? Yeah. This is get as many people to vote as possible time. Yeah, so earlier today we were actually all the way up in Logan at Utah State University. Uh, they had this uh, Meet the Candidates political fair, so we had a table and we were talking to university students there, and that was, that was a good event. Uh, it, was, it was good. It's always good to uh, try to get to university. Could we been to... Almost every university in the state. There's a couple we didn't make it to. I don't think we made it to Snow College, but I think we made it to pretty much every other uh, university in the state. So that's it's great. That's trying great. to, you know, like you want to get those college students out to vote. Yeah, I know that. I know the kids down at SUU know who you are. That's yes. for sure down in, in Southern Utah. So 
Yes, that's you. You, we've been there twice, and gosh, that, the people there we met there really seem to like me. So, well, well that's that's, that's national parkland. That's something different and something cool because I don't. When I was in college a few years ago, uh, I don't ever <laughs> remember <laughs> candidates a few years a few ago. Years ago. <laughs> I don't ever remember candidates coming to the college. It seemed as if they could care less about the college age people. Well, even when I was in college ten years, yeah, ten years ago, you weren't seeing yeah. anybody. I mean, come what, you, what you in. saw in college, and and I, you know, clearly it's different now. But what we saw in college was you would have tables set up out on the quad and in common areas where people walk to get people to register to vote. But that but, was it. But that was it. There's and no now, campaigning. There's no people on the ground. There's no people handing out stuff. Uh, so to hear that, that candidates are doing that and universities are doing that, it's, it's really nice. It's really good to see. Uh, and it's great for you to be down there because I don't think Mike Lee's done any of that kind of campaigning. Uh, not really. The only time I ever saw him even have a table at any of these events was like at the BYU political fair. He had, he had people, he wasn't there himself, but he had, <laughs> he did have a table yeah. there, well, and he's, which is like the only time I've ever seen him represented at any event that I've ever been and to. And he's canceled a bunch of events that he was supposed to do uh, and turn around and try to fundraise for other folks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, so he canceled the events, like, right after, like, it's like, you know, it's like he, like, right, right ahead of the debate, he canceled, like, some events he was supposed to do. And I, think, I heard he did, like, one of his meet and greets, only, like, four people showed up, and he decided <laughs> it wasn't worth it. That's what I've heard. And, you know, and he's just like, well, it's a waste of time. And then, but then he started, yeah, but then we had the debates. And most people were like, again, like, I think, like, people, low expectations, people were like, oh, she's like, you know, she might have been good against the inexperienced Swinton, but Mike Lee's a Lionel Eater. And then it's like, you know, everybody was like, oh, she did so well. Even like the conservative, like Utah yeah, policy. Yeah, you got the, uh, you got the only, uh, un, uh, unwelcomed applause, <laughs> I guess. Yes. The, un, un, uh, the non allowed applause in the entire debate. So. And is on that question about LGBT rights at BYU. At BYU and yeah. the for girl who was asking a question, like, I could see tears in her eyes, like, as I was uh, done with my answer. I mean, like, what I was saying was clearly resonating with her. And I think it resonated with a lot of people. It did. And uh, that was, uh, you know, probably, I mean, one of the, like, like proudest moments, like, you know, I could defended. LGBT rights at BYU and was able to get applause for it from an audience by the time when they're not supposed to applaud. I mean, that is such a, that's like a major victory. It's like, if nothing else, can, I, that's a victory right there, that moment. Well, and I think, you know, regardless of the outcome of, of the campaign, I think one thing that you've shown people is that uh, you can do things, right? Like if you're a millennial, you can actually make a difference. You can make a change. You can go out and, and put yourself out there and be successful at it. Um, and I think that's huge. Yeah, no, exactly. It's what I've been saying. It doesn't matter what you look like, where you're from, what your background is, what your education level is. You can run for office. You can make a difference in your community. You can give voice to issues you care about. I started this pretty much by myself. I'm 30 years old. But by, you know, at the convention, I had my one volunteer. She was 21 years old. And between the two of us, we were able to, you know, have this right strategy to, and we generate a lot of excitement and, before that other guy drew a primary, it's, you know, like, whether or not you want to run for office yourself, like, you know, being uh, involved other ways. Like, you know, I've had three different campaign managers, all three of them great people. All of them helped me out through this process. Without them, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things to do. So you can get involved. Like, you can volunteer for a campaign. You can work as a organizer. You can... I uh, help get out the vote. You can you can help Misty do text stuff. I mean, she had an open ability to come in and help text people. Just what helped. 
Yeah. Yeah. Jess came to our text banking events. It was <coughs> good. And we had food. In the corner. We fed people, like, and people like food. Um, and the other thing that really, <laughs> another really, but I think I just want to say there was a kid that ate like 10 pumpkin chocolate chip cookies in one sitting. It oh. was amazing. <laughs> I think that was Ginevra's son, but no, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't. No, for sure, it wasn't. He's over there in the corner, like no way, that wasn't me. No, no. Her, her older one. Her no, older one. It wasn't. No. Uh, so, Misty, what are? I mean, we're we're at crunch time. People can always still go donate to the campaign. I'm sure you still need that help. Yeah. Um, what are ways people can come meet you if they're if they're interested? Um, what are ways that they can help in this this next week? Um, please, people, don't show up to the polls with misty case snow signs. It's illegal. Uh, it'll get you arrested. Um, just not cool. But what can they do outside of you know things that are illegal uh, to help you out in this <laughs> this next coming week here? Yeah. So what you want to do the best way, honestly, the most effective way of getting out to vote is word of mouth. Literally, it's like. You as a person that actually knows people, you could tell your friends, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, tell them why they should vote for Misty K. Snow. That is the most effective way uh, to convince somebody to vote uh, for a specific candidate. If it comes from somebody they know, somebody they trust, that is more effective than any uh, text message, any phone call, any TV commercial can ever be. Uh, but short, like, but if you can't do that, yo, know, so sharing your stuff, my stuff on social media. You like my posts on Facebook? Share it to your own profile. Share it to your own audience. You like my, some of my tweets? I uh, retweet it. Yo, know, that shares that gets it to yeah, a wider share, audience. Gets it to share. Audience. I think that's a a thing you have to be really clear about. Don't just like something. Share it because if you like it, that's great in terms of you know Misty feels good about that post. Like, oh, great, someone liked it. <laughs> but if you really want to help. Share that post. Put that on your wall. Uh, share it out with your friends. Share it out publicly. That allows more people to get that same message, and that's something that that a lot of people forget about with with Facebook. And same thing with Twitter. Retweet it. Don't don't just like the tweet. Retweet it. I promise it's probably better than what you were going to say anyway. So retweet <laughs> the Misty Case No Sweet tweets. Yeah, and so that helps. Uh, I think we're going to do uh, one more uh, uh, text banking event on Saturday. I'm. Not sure if I'll be there in person. I think I have some other th- things, but uh, I know there will be people in the office uh, arranging that, and there will be food again. And if you want to come help do that, we'll appreciate it. And we're going to be doing, I know we have, uh, I think we're going to be doing some literature passing out on Saturday too. And we're just, uh, you know, get, doing what we can. Get and the word out. Talk to your neighbors, and, talk to your ward. And if for whatever, um, yeah, talk to your ward. I mean, <laughs> that's right. I mean, I've heard. I mean, of, really? There's a few people have told me they like, yeah, that guy heard about you in church. That's like, that you works. Know, cool. I mean, don't be afraid to talk. Open minds. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, people just drives at my clee. He hasn't been very good on uh, women, uh, like uh, children. It's a Flint thing. Has been no, good. He's been terrible women for women's rights, women for, for, for and, healthcare, for uh, issues that matter. He to doesn't family. actually care about children and women and people <laughs> and working people and you know, just like that, you can convince a lot of people just uh, by uh, talking to people. And if you know anybody who. Has it mailed in their ballot yet? And they're like, like, okay, mail in that ballot. It's you need yeah, to vote. Go don't sit don't in wait. The kitchen with don't them keep and waiting. It's like it. don't keep saying, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Then you'll then you'll be too late. It's like you have to have that postmark by the seventh. Yeah, that is Monday before. Like it has to be postmarked. That means it has to be in the mailbox before the mailman picks it up. So, so it's postmarked before five o'clock on the seventh. So it really depends. I mean, if the some of the mobile yeah. mail drops, those are like. Pick up, you have to look at the pickup time. It says 2 p.m. You have to have it in there between yeah. for 2 p.m. If you live so. in my neighborhood, it's 10 a.m. I know if you live in some of the more rural place in Utah, sometimes the yeah. mail pickups are not every day, and you might want it in there uh, by like Friday before or the Saturday before. 
if you want it actually postmarked in time. So do not delay. This is you should try to get it in the ballot mailbox yeah. by the end of this week. And if you know someone with those ballots sitting in their house, go sit in their house and make them fill it out <laughs> and <laughs> offer to go take it to the mail for them. You know, offer to after they seal it up to go drop it in a mailbox for them. Well, and, I know that there are several um, of the post offices around that actually have a specific box for ballots. Yeah, because people can just go in and drop it there, and they'll go collect it throughout the day and everything. So it's not just a once a day thing. The tinfoil hat people are. Afraid of you someone's going to come to their mailbox and, and take it out of their yeah, mailbox. Yeah, postmen are going to totally change my ballot. They're going to get in there somehow, open it up, change my votes, put it back in, and then mail it. Because postmen don't have anything better to do with their lives than change ballots. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. It's like, and if that, that was happening, <laughs> every time I hear crap like that, that's like, all I can think. No, like. it's just no, 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 no. I mean, if I was a postal worker, that would be my day. I'd be like, oh, I got like fifty ballots today. That's going to be about four hours of my night. The postal workers are busy already. They're carrying fifty-five pound ba- pound bags of mail and have all I'm looking for those letters delivered at a certain yeah. time. And exactly, their day's already exactly. time. They don't have time to be rigging an election. Birthday cards, packages that actually. Accidentally got damaged Cards from in the grandma. The money in yeah. it. I'm not going to change somebody's ballot. <laughs> no. So, what are you going to? Where are you going to be? And what are you going to be doing on election day? So, the Utah Democratic Party has an official watch party on election night at the Sheraton, uh, downtown Salt Lake City, and that's where I'll be. Almost all the candidates, almost all the candidate staffs, will, staffers will be there. I think it is an open party. I know. I think you. I don't think there's any. I got people. I don't think it's like an exclusive party. So. If you're wearing a Trump hat, they're probably not going to let you in, though. Just. They might. You might. They might frown on you for that. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I, I would recommend don't 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 come in wearing the Trump stuff. That might be a bad idea. I mean, that's just in bad taste anyway. Even outside of the elections <laughs> in general. So don't do that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do that for Halloween, there's a lot of orange around Halloween. But so you it missed it. Fits, it's but. too late for that. Uh, all right. So, uh, if you want to help out Misty, uh, mistyksnow.com, M-I-S-T-Y-K-S-N-O-W.com. I wanted to say it for you this time. <laughs> um, obviously, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, those are all ways to get a hold of Misty and Misty's campaign. Um, and get out and vote. That's really the big message. Yeah. Is, get uh, out and vote. Uh, tell, tell the state of Utah, tell Mike Lee that, uh, you don't like that he, you know, shuts the government down and closes our national parks. Uh, that you don't like that he doesn't support uh, the Violence Against Women Act. That you don't like that he doesn't think that children should have clean drinking water in other areas other than his own state. Um, Just so get stop, out. stop being complacent. Yeah, get out and vote. Um, if you want to make a change, you have to vote for a change. Voting for the same old crap in Washington, the same old politicians that are already in office doesn't get change and uh, choosing not to vote doesn't get change either it means it means you allow your government to be uh decided for you and you're kind of forfeiting uh your government to uh you know uh, sometimes i mean some of these people are pretty much fascist i mean <laughs> and your vote your vote in the statewide senate race makes a difference your vote in the presidential race may make a difference this year in utah but your vote in the senate race absolutely will uh, and that's the same to be said for your vote in any of the other elections so All if local if, if you've got a house of representatives uh, election everyone should and they're re-elected every two years um you know you have doug owens and mia love you have 
Uh, I don't know who all the so, others are. So there's, so there's four of them. So <laughs> yeah. there's four districts in Utah. District one is uh, Peter Clemens, the Democrat, is running up against the Republican incumbent, Rob Bishop. And District two, uh, incumbent Republican Chris Stewart, Stewart. is up against uh, Charlene Alberin. Uh, I, I've met Charlene a number of times. I think she's a great uh, candidate. You know, Peter Clemens is great, too. I, I don't know him as well as Charlene because he's up in uh, Davis County and... <laughs> and uh, whereas our Charlene's uh, campaign off is like a ten minute walk from my house, so it's, it's right I know there, her uh, fairly well. And District Three, it's Jason Chaffetz is being challenged by uh, Stephen Tryon. Stephen Tryon's a good guy; I've met him a few times. And District Four, of course, you have uh, Mia Love uh, being challenged by Doug Owens for a second time. And uh, so, yeah, those races. I mean, yeah. people say it's like, oh, the Republicans are gonna win all those races. Even like, though Mia you know, Love spent several hundred thousand dollars sending mailers to my house. I am so t- like every, I, every other, other day. Yeah, I, no, it, every other day was, I get one. It was ridiculous <laughs> how the many phone mailers calls. I got. Yeah. Um, you know, Doug Owens still has a really good shot at beating her, I think. Yeah, no, but, but voting matters. So yeah. in 2014, Doug Owens lost by a mere 7,511 votes, while more than 15,000 registered Democrats in his district didn't vote. Didn't vote. If those 15,000 registered Democrats Turned out to vote. Doug Owens would have won, but also uh, some of those uh, down ballot counts below yeah. that state legislative race. All these, there's three state legislative races entirely within that district. One we lost. One Democrat's lost by 47 votes. Another by 53 votes. Another by 195 votes. So those 15,000 Demo- registered Democrats turned out. It wouldn't have only won it for Doug Owens. We would well, have we also picked up three races. or four yeah. more. We've yeah. had had three or four more seats in state legislature, and in this year. We came very close to passing a medical cannabis bill. We came very close to abolishing the death penalty. We came very close to passing a hate crimes bill. If we had those three or four more vote Democratic votes in the legislation and three or four less Republican votes, it could have made the difference on those bills. Absolutely. So when you choose not to vote, you are choosing to you are choose allowing uh, your government to be side for you. And that uh, inaction could lead to uh, worse governments. Could lead to. Uh, Good bills being killed and could lead to uh, you know issues that matter uh, not uh, making having progress being made on. So get out and vote. Uh, election day is the eighth. Uh, that is a week from today or probably a week from yesterday because you probably aren't hearing this until Wednesday. Um, so get out and vote. Get those get those mail in ballots out now before the weekend hits. Really, um, Monday at the absolute latest. Monday morning on a box that gets picked up before wherever you drop it off. Uh, and get out to the polls if, if not, uh, if you live in one of those counties that doesn't have mail-in ballots. You can go now, you can go early, uh, or you can go on election day. Just know the lines are probably going to be long. So get there early, get your vote cast, uh, and vote for Misty K. Snow. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, there's also, uh, you know, there's other things on it that aren't like less. There's also school board races. Those are important. And there's three constitutional amendments on the ballot, uh, this time. I know some of the counties have uh, proposals. Salt Lake County, we have a bond proposal. Uh, and, and if you guys want to hear discussion on all that stuff, uh, we actually discussed that on our actual podcast, the New Utah Podcast, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, you can actually hear in-depth conversation about uh, most, uh, all of the constitutional amendments, uh, some of the ballot initiatives in Salt Lake County in particular, uh, as well as some of the, the judicial stuff and, and some of the local candidates, uh, throughout the state. So, yeah, so all that stuff is also very important. I mean, there's always most attention there's on the presidential a go- there race. There's a gubernatorial race. Gubernatorial on, race. Uh, Governor Herbert. County council race. His, you know, 15th year in, in, in Utah. It's like a Salt Lake, so Salt Lake County, uh, there's a county council race yeah. that Catherine Cantor is challenging, uh, Richard Snowgrove and you know the so the Salt Lake County 
I counsel there's five Republicans, four Democrats. If Catherine Cantor wins, it'd be five Democrats, four Republicans, and that could have a real impact on a lot of and policies that's a, passed in that and county. That's, a, that's, a, that's an at-large seat. Yeah. It's, it's up for grabs. Yeah, that's... so Richard Snellgrove is the only... So there's three at-large seats in the Salt Lake County Council. Richard Snellgrove is the only Republican. The other two at-large are held by Democrats. So I think Catherine Cantor has a good shot at winning, but she won't win if you don't turn out and vote. Exactly, exactly. All right, thanks, Misty. Uh, thank you very much for having me, and I appreciated all these uh, podcasts that you did with me. It's been great. We have one week to Election Day. I think it. I think I could do a lot better than most people think because, like, I we'll said, be there to celebrate with you on you, Tuesday. I've exceeded everyone's expectation, and you know, get out and vote. And once again, uh, my website is mistyksnow.com. M i s t y k s n o w. dot com. Check it out. Uh, you know, like my page, uh, share my t- tweets, you know, help you get the to, message you out. Thanks. You couldn't just let me do it. <laughs> 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 Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>